Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions podcast. Welcome to the Daily DLP. I'm your host, Ash Thompson, and today we're going to take a look at some stats, some scheme stuff, and some other generalized notes I have about the Detroit Lions win over the Saints on Sunday. Okay, let's get the business end of this thing out of the way. Like and subscribe to keep the wheels rolling. Five bucks a month gets you into the most intelligent Lions Slack, where Chris and Riz may or may not tell you things that they may or may not have heard that may or may not have come from someone connected to the team. Maybe. So, now on to the thing. Lions didn't win hard enough against the Saints. They didn't use Gibbs properly, because you could just hand him the ball in the situations that you gave it to Montgomery instead, and he would have gotten his 7.5 yards per carry on those extra 10 carries, and the Lions would have gained 44 more yards on the ground. This is the sort of thing Twitter is telling me right now about the Saints game. That's how some people seem to think football works, and if that's you, here's why you're wrong. On seven of his eight carries, Jameer Gibbs gained 24 yards. That's the same low three, three point very low number of yards per carry that David Montgomery had on the day. He just happened to be the guy who was on the field when the play opened up one time for a big run. The Saints did a great job loading up and stopping the run outside of two plays, that being that play that Gibbs got the big 36 yarder and the touchdown from Jameer Gibbs. And I'm not minimizing Gibbs's big play as it was a great play and he makes them far more regularly than Montgomery does. But Monty is still getting a harder workload and still has the higher success rate on the year by about 10%. Success rate for those of you who are new here uh, is a measurement by Pro Football Reference measuring whether a player gets 40% of the way to a first down on first down, uh, whether you get 60% of the way on second down, or whether they actually get the first down on third or fourth down. So Gibbs has a yards per carry that is almost a full yard per carry, more than Montgomery, uh, but 10% lower in terms of that success rate, which means that he's getting the ball in less difficult down and distance situations to gain yardage on the ground. The Lions are the only end team in the NFL with one running back over 700 yards on the ground, that also have a different running back over 600 yards on the ground. The only team with one running back in the top 15 rushers in the league and a second running back who is in the top 25. The Lions are running the ball properly, and I will accept no criticism on this topic. How about passing? Well, Jared Goff was 16 of 25 for 213 yards with two touchdowns and no interceptions or fumbles, no turnovers. Nice job, Jared. Game ball for you. The Saints defense did a great job of taking away the Lions' usual passing attack on Sunday. There was one obvious exception that they weren't able to stop, and I kind of wonder if the Saints had Demario Davis. I wonder if this would have worked out a little bit differently. As it was, uh, Sam Laporta was the entire Detroit Lions passing game. Other guys chipped in, but nobody else on the team had more than two receptions on the day. Last year, the Lions were clearly missing someone who could carry the load if the opposition managed to take away Amon Ross St. Brown or if he was injured. They did cobble together a pretty solid passing attack last year with 
big efforts from Khalif Raymond, Josh Reynolds and company, but there was nobody else taking games over. But Sam Laporta caught all nine of his nine targets for 140 yards and a touchdown. Sun God was targeted six times for two receptions, but he put up 49 yards on that work. That's still a reasonably decent day. Nobody else on the team had more than one catch. And this isn't necessarily a bad thing. The Lions spammed Sam Laporta in the air until it didn't work, and it just kept working. Uh, nobody's dogging the Dolphins for throwing to Tyreek Hill too much. Why would I be dogging on the Lions for throwing to Sam Laporta too much? The Saints did a really good job of disrupting St. Brown's roots, often jamming him at the line, whether it was zone or man coverage, just to disrupt the timing, which is the key to the Lions passing attack from Goff to St. Brown. But what I want to do right now is give Ben Johnson a really big nod for a great play design on the Sam Laporta touchdown. And for those of you on the audio version of this podcast, know that there are visual aids to this that would probably help it all make a lot more sense. And you should watch this on YouTube. Like, stop listening to this right now, and later, watch it on YouTube. The play opens with St. Brown wide and off the line to the right side. Josh Reynolds is inside him as the slot receiver on the line. Sam Laporte is in motion at the snap of the ball from the left side over to that right side where those two guys are playing. On the left side, you have Donovan Peoples-Jones out wide in a one-on-one -on -one coverage, and... Jameer Gibbs is in the backfield. The key pattern to this play is a just spectacular job by Josh Reynolds of flying up the seam before his cut, selling that he is going to do something deep. If he doesn't sell this as well as he does, the entire play fails. He draws the middle linebacker, the deep safety, and the slot corner all to goal line depth with how well he runs this pattern. They're all moving at high speed, away from the line of scrimmage, and away from the catch point. The next part of the play that matters in the sales pitch to getting this open is that Amon Ross St. Brown just runs a, a short curl, and he sits there at about five yards deep. And there are a whole bunch of wrinkles that the Lions could run on this play, but I'll get to that after I finish talking about what actually happened here. Amon Ra actually takes a pause before going into his curl route to let Laporta run by, and then only actually goes about two or three yards before he just stops. Uh, the effect is that it takes their other linebacker and glues him to the spot where Amon Ra St. Brown is, because he has the terror of being a linebacker stuck with the task of covering the other team's best receiver. He isn't looking anywhere else for any kind of nuance. He's a deer in the headlights on this play. And then finally, we have Sam Laporta's route, or at least the first half of it. He runs between Reynolds and St. Brown at about a 45-degree angle and then cuts up like he is headed deep into the end zone. This takes the outside corner deep, as that's his zone. He has to cover that by all appearances. And up top on the other side, you have Donovan Peoples-Jones and Gibbs running another concept that would probably be a nice opportunity to get Gibbs the ball in space against a different team. DPJ goes deep and Gibbs runs an out underneath that. Uh, but for the purposes of this play, none of that is relevant. So now we're at the point in the play where Goff starts his throw. And as a side note, nothing that happens after this second in a play ever matters when you're looking at what a quarterback should or should not have done. Nothing irritates me more than when some guy's spouting off on Twitter that the quarterback should have done something different 
based on something that happens after this. Defenders aren't covering their guy anymore at this point. They're reacting to where the quarterback is going with the football. So if this middle linebacker sees what's coming and breaks up this pass, leaving Josh Reynolds wide open in the end zone, that doesn't matter because he wouldn't have done that if Goff was throwing to Reynolds. He would have done exactly what he does here. And what he does is the middle linebacker carries Reynolds into the back of the end zone. Uh, the free safety and the nickel do see what's coming, but their momentum currently is carrying them away from the catch point. And the same with the outside corner. He's off making sure that the deep outside zone nobody is going to go to is covered, but that is his job. He is doing what he's supposed to do. He's too far away to do anything. And that linebacker who was on St. Brown is just thanking God that St. Brown stopped moving. Okay, on to the catch point, with Laporta about to walk into the end zone, essentially completely uncontested. He's traveling at a dead sprint on a 45 degree angle towards the middle of the field. The free safety at this point has managed to stop, but by the time he can get anywhere near Laporta, it's going to be far too late. Uh, then the nickel has the same problem. He is at a dead stop at this point, trying to regain some momentum, but he's never going to be able to get there and make this play. The outside corner is heading in the right direction at a sprint, but it's just too far away. There is no time for him to get there, and he knows it. And none of the stuff happening at the top of the screen right now matters. Laporta scores. The Lions rejoice. Now, in the event that the middle linebacker had made a different play, or the nickel hadn't bought so hard on Reynolds' route and was there to disrupt this, um, a route, by the way, that the Lions have scored a touchdown on previously with a few different bells and whistles around it, and that's why the Saints gave it all of this attention. Twitter would be telling you that Goff should have gone to Jameer Gibbs on this play because he gets wide open right now for what would be an easy touchdown. But again, that happens after the arm goes back, after the throw is made, it doesn't matter. But I have seen dozens of gifts over the years of people saying things exactly like this. Be better fans. Don't listen to those people. Another wrinkle that the Lions will run at some point if they get this against similar coverage would be St. Brown going inside where you can see there is all of this empty space in the middle of the field for him to run through. I've also seen things on Twitter like Nitwitz saying that St. Brown should have run there after stopping despite the fact that on this play intending to throw to this receiver he would just be taking the middle line of that linebacker back into the intended flight path of the ball. To make that work, the other change that you have to do here is instead of having Laporta cut inside, he just carries it deep or actually even cuts outside to open up more space, which would leave St. Brown wide open in the middle of the field with huge tracks of land in front of him. When we see that later in the year, I'll try not to do an entire episode dedicated entirely to telling you that I told you so. Let's bring it here together. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Lions on three. One, two, three. Yes! You've had enough of that shit.